You look healthy, you look strong. Work shouldn't be your only love. Quick question. Yes, my brother still lives in Misfit. Come home and seal the deal with your one and only Christmas crush. How are the seals? All the seals in the entire world? Yeah. And who knows, maybe we will fall for each other all over again. And we will be right back to where we started. I was joking. But you never know. Mystic Christmas, only on Hallmark. Welcome again to another stocking stuffer. We are here today with something that is adorably cute and involves sea animals, though maybe not as many as we'd all like to have. Uh, and it would be very selfish of me to watch a movie that involved seals and peacoats and not share that. So therefore, I am joined today by not one, but two amazing co-hosts. Please welcome Brandy and Dave from the Dark Corners podcast. I'm assuming you're all clapping and going, yay! So thank you for that. Brandy and Dave, hello and welcome. Hello. Oh, thank ho, ho. you so much for having us. Now, how is your Mystic Christmas going? Uh, it's going well, uh, actually, because of the timing of when my mother passed away last year, which was in early November. I now make Dave start early. <laughs> so ah, basically, yes. Basically, by about second week of November, I'm like, get the tree out. I need this. I, mm, nothing I wrong with this. that. I start listening to Christmas music. You know, sure. it's the it's just how I roll now. And I'm just creating all these new traditions like this year for I the love first it. time. We have an advent calendar and it is fun. fun. Very fun. <laughs> uh, I am still impressed. You have a tree and you have a cat. Yes, and yes that works we do. Out. That doesn't have problems. Meowing right now. Yeah, he doesn't care. He hasn't tried to climb the tree. Yeah. He oh will God. sometimes run under the tree, but he never yeah. sprays there or anything like that. He's just, um, what ifs? Yeah, I'm wildly jealous. We put up a tree last year. It was beautiful. It looked great for a day. And then less than a day later, we realized, oh, no, this cannot work with cats. Uh, sadly, there are no cats in today's movie, but there are seals. There are yes, seals. There are seals. Yes. yes. And they have cute christmas names which is always a good thing uh the movie today what is the movie we're talking about it's mystic christmas christmas and now you selected this movie uh, i did what made you choose it and had you seen it when you said let's do this one yes i had seen it when i okay. said let's do this okay. one mm -hmm. because i i actually really enjoyed this movie my my friend chris littlefield hi chris uh, he actually knows the director of this movie. Ah. He's worked with her before. Marlo and, Hunter, uh, is that her name? That is okay. her name. Okay. And uh, so I, he was excited and he said, you know, it's, this is the movie that she directed and I'm sure you're going to watch it. And I'm like, yes, I watch all the Hallmark <laughs> Christmas movies. Of course I'm going to watch this. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I was, um, I was really watching it with a keen eye the first time because this is someone that my friend Christopher knows and he is very good at picking his friends let's just put it mm, that way interesting. so that's so, a good compliment uh, about a person yeah he's he just said a lot of lovely things about her and mm -hmm. I said well I will let you know what I think after I've watched it mm -hmm. and uh, and I did and he actually forwarded my comments to her and, oh nice uh, and let her know how much I enjoyed it and the things that I thought about it that I really enjoyed the most, et cetera. And how I felt like this was, uh, you know, I'm going to put my cards on the table. I feel like this is a cut above your typical Hallmark movie. I would agree. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, something that um, is 
interesting too there is that this is at least according to imdb her first like hallmark her first christmas mm-hmm. movie direction it looks like she has one yes. other full movie and then some short films with this being her first actual you know hallmark christmas movie and it feels incredibly tight it feels very um fitting to what the hallmark brand is and yet there's a lot of things and this is also in the script there's a lot of little things that do take this uh, elevate it i think quite a bit both in terms of story and the actual direction acting like general the general feel of this movie i wrote very quickly in my notes like the first note i wrote was this is actually very snappy like (laughs) it it has pop it has people talking to each other in ways that are not like oh yeah they got one take to do this and then they just kept going like there's comic timing here there is chemistry and it it also for me i i figured if nothing else i'll get cute seals which i did and i'm thankful for um but also i did find myself chuckling quite a bit so it was a good pick on you well thank you thank you i did uh, i was very excited after i'd watched it and when Dave said you were going to do stocking stuffers again, I'm like, I'm making this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I had considered doing this one initially just from the poster. Mm-hmm. The, I don't love the poster. The poster is, uh, the, you know what? And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this, but like the colors are a very strange thing in this movie mm-hmm. because we are obviously used to these movies being very red and green and fake snow. And the poster for Mr. Mr. Christmas is you know, a blue, as if it's an aquarium, because it is an aquarium. So it's blue ocean um, as the backdrop with a big seal. And then our two leads in front. And there's something about the blue that really like bothers my eye because it's so different from the rest of these posters. <laughs> like the old joke, and you've, everybody has seen it, like people that do a screenshot of letterboxing the Hallmark lineup and showing how every poster is the same. And this one isn't. Mm. And like, which is cool, except also it's like, Oh, but maybe they should be the same. It doesn't fit <laughs> the look of the rest of them. Although, in at least in the poster, they're wearing green and red, although I don't think they are in the movie, but it happens. Hmm. So why don't we, uh, since we've already been talking a lot about it, let's dive into the plot. Can you walk everybody through what this movie is about, what wow. happens in it, uh, when we can give spoilers because everybody knows... Ah, <laughs> I will say, and again, I think we're, I'm, I'm glad we kind of started with saying this is a recommend because this way people that do watch these based on like, should I watch it or not? Like watch this one. Cause it actually does have like a character surprise or two. So mm-hmm. if you don't want it spoiled for once, I'm going to say, don't listen or like, you know, go watch <laughs> it and then come back. But regardless of that, cause we have to talk about the ending anyway. So tell us about Mystic Christmas. What happens in this zany little romp? Oh, golly. Well, so Mystic Christmas, um, it starts out with our, our lead lady, uh, Juniper, uh, sometimes also called June. And uh, she is uh, an introvert. She actually states that she's an introvert. Several and times. I, I, cannot, I cannot explain how validating that felt to <laughs> actually have a, a person say, I'm an introvert in dialogue and just putting it out there and and i was just like rooting for her for the rest of this film (laughs) just based on that but i mean there were other reasons as well so uh she she is uh 
Is she a marine biologist? I can't remember. I, I mean, I feel like she has to be. I'm sure yeah. they say in the very beginning what she actually does, but then yeah. they never really say it again. So I don't know. If she is she a marine biologist or a, or a marine veterinarian? And uh, are, is that the same thing or is that different? And did I just make up the second one? Well, I don't she, think she is a, but, veter- a veterinarian because uh, she is not the person who actually treats peppermint. Um, True. I mean, she does try, but it's it's she doesn't know how to fully diagnose, etc. Right. And uh. so I think she's more of a mi- marine biologist, which is still a, a scientist, of course. But I just don't think that she's the actual medical part of that. Well, okay. it seems like she has a very specific job, which is to prepare sea life to be returned to the mm-hmm. wild. Yeah, when they become stranded. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. She's like a a marine life coach. Yeah, a, yeah a, a marine rehab life coach. Okay. Yeah, that's it. It's like <laughs> like parole officer kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. physical therapy animals. for animals for yeah. seals. Sure, and emotional therapy, I think. Probably. And emotional therapy Definitely. too. You know, trying to wean them off human contact, sort of thing. <laughs> and, and which is and hard being... when they're so cute because they're seals, yeah. and seals are so. Cute. Yeah, it's kind of a hard job because you know to be really close to this sea life and then turn around and wave goodbye to them yeah it's like yeah. people who foster animals yeah. which is wonderful yeah, but i could never it. do it because i would just have an entire room full of cats she's yeah. a seal foster parent yeah that's it yeah yeah she, she's a foster parent preparing them who for knew that was a life option we all could have taken <laughs> i know right and it's it's funny because juniper starts she's finishing up this speech in front of a large group of other scientists and whatnot and talking about the, the rehabilitation and, and getting these seals back into the wild etc and she's doing very well and then she gets a phone call um from uh, well afterwards she's like very awkward when people mm-hmm. are having this argument about what is the best christmas song and it has to be an old song and and hers is dominic the donkey and you know she's she's just um she's just so (laughs) believably awkward i mean it's just it's it's the kind of situation that i have been in a million times and i would do the same thing i'd just be like oh oh man i this i gotta take this call i'm sorry i'm right yeah she's really she's fine in front of a crowd she is fine professionally speaking but in terms of human interaction she finds it very difficult yes Yes, it is when she's prepared it's great but on the fly no 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 she doesn't handle it well and them inviting her over and she's just like (laughs) that's me that's me right there just no no thank you with these people that i barely know no mm -mm, no don't want that so uh and then it's her friend that calls her and says hey um I really need your help. We've got this seal that was stranded and she's not eating. We're having to force feed her. Could you please come and help me, please, please, please? And it's her her very best friend in the world. And so she uh, and she, of course, asks if her brother is still in the same town. And and she says yes, because they had this magical night, this magical weekend, the weekend of this friend's um, wedding. And uh, the wedding... Uh, was apparently not as great for you know life. it's funny because as you say that so i'm like oh yeah i was trying to remember what happened to candace like candace is a single mom and she says that a couple times but i have no memory of them ever saying what happened to candace's husband and yeah we don't know do we yeah hmm. uh, we don't really know but i assume that they got divorced and and uh i think candace was saying something to the effect of you know i i 
don't want to know about this, but at the same time, it's like, how did this, how did you guys have that much fun? And, and why didn't I notice? And they're like, well, because you basically, they were saying you married a terrible person. <laughs> I Yes, that makes sense. <laughs> so, so she had, I guess they had this one wild night or wild weekend together with Sawyer is the character's Sawyer. name. Yeah. Uh, a ginger, woot. And he, yeah, well, I guess I'll wait till we talk to him. But yes, he, I guess he was a ginger. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then he, well, like, she, basically, there was a misunderstanding and a miscommunication, which, mm. you know, happens a lot in the world. I don't think it happens <laughs> in the world nearly as many times as it happens in Hallmark. Uh, but it led to her, I guess, kind of a nomadic lifestyle. Mm. Yeah, she sent him an email, and then he didn't reply, Mm -hmm. but insists that he did. Yep. And he spent the last... Do we know how many years? Supposed to be 10 years, I guess? It's 10 years, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so all that time thinking she stood him up, he thinks she Mm -hmm. she thinks her up, Uh, but now they're back, and fairly quickly, the two of them kind of reignite their their old uh, energy, I guess, right? Yes, they're both so awkward, and it's so adorable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they call they're themselves the mollusks. The mollusks. <laughs> <laughs> it is yeah. kind of cute. Yeah, yeah. not yeah. as cute and as the seal, but yeah. Hard on the outside, soft on the inside. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, we get the big conflict of. I mean, what is the real conflict in the movie here? Well, that's a little bit weird because there is <laughs> there there isn't the typical thing. I mean, yes, there's the mm-hmm. miscommunication, but uh, there's basically our leads are reuniting, but at the same time, kind of being cautious about it because Juniper doesn't seem to want to give up her nomadic lifestyle, and Sawyer wants to just stay in town and help people, and the. The only real conflict, I think, is is actually Juniper figuring out how to deal with people, and especially True. her three interns that she saddled with that Kevin oh, yeah. did not prepare her for. And they're adorable. <laughs> they're they are. Yeah. They are adorable. And uh, she just suddenly gets roped into all of these these things to because of need, basically th- these. This town takes Christmas very seriously. Oh, what a surprise. Mm-hmm. I know. But she gets roped into these town the meetings. Town kind of asks a lot of her, does it not? Yeah. It's, like she's yes. here for a few days as a favor to a friend. She's got a she's an expert in her field. Um, she's there to save a seal, right? She's there yeah. to help release a seal into the wild. And suddenly she is at the town board meeting having to get on stage and speak and hand out flyers all weekend. I that's my idea of hell. Like, I'm an extrovert. I'm good with with dealing with people. But <laughs> the idea of, like, going somewhere as a consultant and then suddenly having to also be, like, honorary mayor? No. Mm-hmm. No. That mm-hmm. seems like a lot of work. And yeah, I, mentor I, to this young child. And yeah. there's... Well, hey, that's her best friend's kid. I mean, basically, yeah. it's she's like the aunt of that kid. Yeah. And, point. like, she kind of accepted that. Like, she kind of proactively took that job. Right. 
Whereas the being a mentor to three interns was like, mm. I, you, you could have warned me about that, you know? Yeah, this wasn't a training job. <laughs> yeah, there's a huge difference. I'm sorry, like, as somebody who, like, has to often deal with the both sides of work as far as, like, this is the work I have to get done, but also I have to grow a team and make them mm. do it. Like, they're two totally different skills, and it's one of the weird things about careers in general is like you get really good at something and then the natural progression is for you to not do it anymore but to teach other people how to do it then you're not trained on how to deal with those people like that's what you get here and th that's a lot for a weekend job that you know she just wants to get on a plane and go to south africa yeah or she thought she did she thought yep. she did well see that's the i think i think the true conflict is not even between the two leads it's it's just basically juniper uh has conflict with herself um, her yeah. parents split up and so she doesn't really have a home anymore because her mom basically lives on a cruise ship now because she married this cruise director and her dad <laughs> is just off hiking in the Himalayas or whatever. <laughs> yeah, her, her hot parents are like living yeah. their best life. I know, I like right? the cut they scene to parents. him and it's like clearly a backdrop. He's standing oh, that was such a backdrop. <laughs> yeah, we, we haven't had like really obvious green screening this year or at least not that i've caught and like this was one where i was like oh i missed the green screen yeah. <laughs> yep dad in yeah. the Himalayas. yes mm, it's uh it's, so i think i really think that it's her figuring out what she, who she is and who she wants to be and mm -hmm. where she wants to be yeah and because what she eventually wants. yeah and what, and she what, wants, she wants, yeah. what she wants what she wants yeah. to do with with her life and i i honestly think and it's kind of alluded to in it but not really i kind of think that candace purposely blindsided her with all of these things because she knew her friend would rise to the occasion but also mm -hmm. because she wanted her to get comfortable here and to enjoy her time there so maybe she'd want to stick around because she well, has, and yeah there, there is something that i, I thought too watching this was in in the midst of all this, Candace is interviewing candidates for like to be the director of this uh, of the aquarium, and like presumably she's like has like top like Mystic Aquarium is actually a, a pretty well known aquarium. Like it's it's not you know uh, like Brooklyn Aquarium, but like it's one step below that, if not even equal. Like so she's probably dealing with very high level people who are like really excited about this very good job, and they are probably very qualified. And she's in the middle of like, yeah, I'm sorry, I got to cut this interview short because my kid needs to read a poem, like whatever all this is going on. And then <laughs> the whole like, okay, my my friend said she's not taking the job, but she probably has taken the job. So I'm going to wait to tell this person if they got the job or not. And I, what, what it felt like to me was watching this was thinking every like anybody that has ever had trouble job hunting where they're getting very frustrated about I've sent my resume into 50 places and nobody's calling me or I had a really great interview and everything felt great. But then I just, they called me and said that I wasn't, you know, they weren't going with me. They were going with somebody else. Remember, it could be this situation. It could be that the person that was going to hire you instead coordinated this whole affair to bring back their best friend from South Africa in order to <laughs> mate with their brother and be part of the family. Like, there's always other reasons for why you don't get hired or don't get the second interview. And this movie is a great example of, of one of those. 
Yep. I feel like in situations like that, it's not, it's not you, it's them. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And you can say like, yeah, but it hasn't been me five times. Yeah. But think of how many Hallmark movies there are a year. If that many times, like you haven't applied <laughs> to that many jobs, like every one of them has this kind of situation going on. Yeah. There's like 40 Christmas movies alone this year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And a lot of them have a similar thing. And something that's been really interesting this year for me is that several of these movies have had, and this one, ultimately, it is the woman who kind of decides I'm staying, but it's not just I'm staying for the guy. It's I'm staying because actually I've, you know, I, I've kind of, I'm stopping my life right now and reevaluating and I'm looking at things and I think this is actually where I want to be. Uh, whereas in the old, olden days of Hallmark, there was a lot of just big city woman comes to small town, gets sucked in and decides her old life wasn't worth anything. But something new this year that I've caught is this is like the third film where the man decides I'm going to I'm going to change. And it's different for different movies. The um, the last movie, it was where the man actually said, like, uh, oh, I'm going to go with you. you you're you're tra you're a traveling working woman. I'm going to give up my life here and go be with you and, and explore that, which is very revolutionary for these. Oh, yeah. And in this one, Sawyer, it's not necessarily I'm he doesn't do anything for Juniper. He makes his own decision of, you know what? You you made me realize I should go see the world. I've been putting it off forever. And you're going to, you know, time doesn't have to stop. I can go do this for a year and come back and, you know, we can start life then. And that's really surprising and very refreshing. And so I'm happy to see these kinds of developments. That yes. was quite a surprising ending when he's like, yeah, I'm going to go live my life like you've been telling yeah. me I need to do. I'm going to go take this year off and travel the world. And mm -hmm. every once in a while, she'd meet him and some like I think they went to Japan together. Yeah, <laughs> well, they were going also, to go to Japan together. Oh, Right. But also that whole sense of like a lot of these movies treat things very much as well, when you make that decision to leave, you never come back. Or when you right. make the decision to stay, well, you're never going anywhere. And this is like, yeah, no, the world doesn't work like that. Like you, right. you sure you might need like a cat sitter if you're going somewhere, but you know, <laughs> you, the town owes you because you've been plastering flyers up all week. So somebody's going to come and feed your cat. You can go to Japan for a week. It's okay. And that's, you know, <laughs> nice to see. And yeah, in she... one of the many subplots, he's, training this young woman to manage the pizza place so yes there's so many stories in there's this movie lot. yeah yeah <laughs> and again it's like another one of those storylines that i appreciate of it's you know one of those like look any any manager or somebody who's saying i'm so overwhelmed there's an aspect of that where that's your fault because you're not trusting your team to do what they should do and it's and like it's very bad in the beginning where like she's like hey i've worked here for seven years you don't realize this, but I have like an MBA now and you still won't let me manage it for the evening. But he he also has an arc. And by the end of the movie, he's like, hey, I'm sorry I was a jerk to you. You're right. Yep. You can do this. So nice. We appreciate that. Yes, we do appreciate that. I uh, I knew that that was going to happen eventually because I'm like the minute she starts asking, why can't I take care of this girl's soccer team and i love how he talked about how you know the high school kids were were animals and the girls were worse than the boys yep especially when they won i <laughs> <laughs> just made me giggle and i appreciated that like you go girls you go girls mm -hmm. you be animals yep. you deserve it you why deserve not it. 
<laughs> so shall we dive into our tropes to see if they're all hit here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. I think we're actually going to be missing a few. We may be. Let's see. The first one is our female lead in need of a lesson. Uh, so we have, and does she have a Christmas theme name? Sort of. We argued about that a little bit because it is a type of tree and it can be a Christmas tree, but there's but so many different the, types yeah. of junipers. There's like desert junipers. So, yeah, it's like mm, kind of. Juniper is a word I would only hear like on the holidays and i don't know that i know what kind of tree it is yeah. i knew it was something like i'm sure there i had a candle at one point in life that's a juniper on it but it feels like a christmas name doesn't it yeah it's, it's kind of it's a needly kind enough. of tree yeah. yeah yeah it's not it's not the first thing you'd think of right it's not like noel christmas, but still. but, but yeah, yeah or like if was. her name was pine right you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm reading my mind emily i was gonna say <laughs> evergreen yes holiday evergreen um, <laughs> Oh, and this is my sister, Poinsettia. Yep. <laughs> uh, there was one, you know, so we, I mean, we talked about her a lot. Uh, one thing that she does actually say about, I can't remember who says it. It must be Candace asked her about like, oh, why don't you ever settle down? And she says like, well, that's a trick question. Cause, or that's it. I think it's Sawyer asks her, what would, well, what would you say if the, if the right guy asked you to settle down? And she says, that's a trick question. The right guy would never ask. Which I was like, hey, okay. mm. right. yeah. yes. Uh, yes. And Juniper is played by Jessie Schramm. Uh, were either of you familiar with her? Yes. No, I she... have seen her in a bunch of Hallmark movies. She reminds really? me of this um, former child actor who's now a comedian named Tess Barker. You know, tall, kind of thinner face, blonde. Okay. Uh, I got a lot of Anna, uh, is it Anna Camp. That's, that's who I kept getting from ah. her. Uh, I guess yeah. she wasn't Christmas. I, she's none of the Christmas movies I've seen. So that's why I hadn't realized. But she's yes. really good. She's mm -hmm. very funny. She's yes. um, has just like a really, the, the kind of like comedic energy. I think these movies assume their leads always have, but often don't, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. <laughs> mm -hmm. It does. Well, she works well, no matter who she's playing against. And that's that really, you know, a yeah. touch of a strong actor is like, the interns, the, mm -hmm. the kid. pastry shop yeah. guy, and yeah, the kid. Seal. The seal. Yeah. The seal. The seal. Yeah. No yeah, matter she, she who works she's working very, with, very she's well great. against the seal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. So let's talk about our bland love interest, Sawyer. Now, again, it, a, a bit of a crossover because normally it's, you know, the hometown guy who's uh, never going to leave and, you know, works with his hands uh, or poor little rich boy. So in this case, it is our, our hometown, you know, good-natured guy uh played by Chandler Massey uh, who I do remember and um this movie came up on another show he was in La Next Stop Christmas which was like the time yep. travel one from a couple of years ago mm -hmm. and I remember him being really good in that too that he also like you know, good looking guy. Obviously, he's good looking. He's in these movies. Like they, they can't not be good looking. Um, but he also is not like full out hunk. Like he's just kind of like a cute presence, I guess. Here and again, I thought he had like good comic timing. Yeah, he's got a touch of dork to him. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. which makes him exceedingly attractive to me. So mm. I get that. I get that. I go for the dorks. What can I say? Yep. Yeah. Oh, what do you think of that, Dave? Uh, yeah. I Pretty dorky, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so let's talk about our setting, uh, Big Bad City, Charming Small Town, or Magical Winter Wonderland. Now, uh, it's kind of a trick question. Yeah. Because yeah. do you remember, obviously, we're in Mystic, Connecticut. Have either yeah. of you been to Mystic, Connecticut? No. No. So it's a common fifth grade trip where I'm from. So in fifth grade, we <laughs> got on the ferry and drove, went to Mystic and did the aquarium and did like, I remember the big thing was like, you're going to get homemade ice cream there. Uh, I think I remember the ice cream. And then we came home and that was my time in Mystic, Connecticut, some 30 plus years ago. Uh, now there's a, I don't know if you uh, caught this, but there is a line actually about whether or not it's a village or a town. Mm -hmm. ah. so, because she, I think she says it's a small town. And then like, I think it's Sawyer or the mayor gets very angry. They're like, no, it's not a town. It's a village. <laughs> yeah. So. We've got that kind of here in Ogden. Like we have a lot of history here, but it's like the city everybody forgets about in Utah. Everybody's either Provo or Salt Lake or, mm -hmm. you know, Brigham City or something like that. And it's like Ogden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you no, a city is... or are you a village or are you a town yeah. or are you That's a community? Good. Good but it question. was, he's, it, I think it was Sawyer who was the one who got upset and, and well, not upset, upset and said that uh, it was a village and that it was official from the census. <laughs> yes. Yes. Cause it's when she, it's when Juniper actually says, and again, this is where like the, the, the script of this, which has three different writers associated to it, Nicole Dressel, Christy O'Connor, and Andrew Gernhard, one of them had, like, a Wet Hot American Summer episode <laughs> credit. So it seemed like, again, it was, like, an interesting pool of people writing this. But there's a line that she has that's very meta, which is, like, when she says, what is it with people in small towns? Mm -hmm. And then that's when he argues, screams, like, no, it's not a town. It's a village. <laughs> but, again, it like, it's kind of a weird... It, yeah. It's handled like a town, right? traditions like they're dressing in victorian garb and she yeah, dresses yeah. in a masculine kind of thing which was a nice touch too true yeah it's it a good point yeah it was kind of a surprise it's like oh mm -hmm. look at that yeah and it seemed like everybody knew everybody right like mm -hmm. yeah. and i get it like it's a you know it's a tourist area but that means you're gonna have you know the people that work at the aquarium are gonna go to the bakery right next door and so on so you do have that you know everybody knows each other Yep. So I would I would call it a charming small village. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Officially. Officially, <laughs> according to the documentation of the town. Yes. Village. 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 Uh, all right. Number four. Dead parents or dead wife? Nope. Oh. Mm. Oh. oh. Yeah. It looks like a lot of divorced and separated. But I, does Sawyer's had a dead yep. parent? Wasn't He's it? He's got father a dead dad. Passed? Oh yes. yeah, his dad. It's, yeah. it's a very quick reference, and it comes in at 17 minutes and 46 seconds because I've been <laughs> clocking them this year. Because uh, that was the whole reason why he didn't finish his trip to Italy. Uh, he got to Italy, and his dad died, and then he had to come back home. And then he never went to Italy again because I guess he thought his dad would die again. Uh, so it's like a holiday Deadpool. Exactly. He's like, I don't know if I go to Italy, someone's gonna die. Just waiting for somebody in the movie <laughs> I'm to die. Out of people I like. So <laughs> yeah. So we do have a dead dad. Um. And yeah. And then we have divorce again. So much divorce this year. It's wild. Mm -hmm. You know. Uh, number. Well, what are you gonna do? It's exactly. Uh... It's 2023. There is a lot of divorce. Yeah. Which is often a very good thing. If you're not happy together, then don't oh, see yeah. yes. yes. Number five. Our sassy sidekick. 
Well, we had a bunch of them, didn't we? At the Antiochs. Was our curly-haired, blue-eyed intern. Whose name is Eric Freeman. And Uh isn't that also the name of the actor who played Ricky in Silent Night, Deadly Night 2? It's spelled completely different. Mm. Um, Or is it Eric Foreman? Hang on. Silent. This will will bother me because this guy I knew I I recognized his face. Um, he was on a Law and Order SVU episode, so of, of oh, course I right. do. But he's a uh, he's working hard, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, he's all over this hard. movie. Yeah, he's with he's his, given with his very big eyes. Very he ate as the kids say. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Freeman. Yeah, unrelated, of course, mm. but. Uh, and their names are spelled differently, or are they? <laughs> uh, when no? those little numbers in parentheses for a different one than the one yeah. Silent Night, Deadly Night. And now in my in my <laughs> the thing too, if you if you've have you both have seen Silent Night, Deadly Night Part Two? Garbage uh, Day. I've heard about it a lot because I've heard it reviewed by many podcasts. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's, it's the one like, that essentially is just recapping oh, yeah. like 45 minutes of its runtime is just recapping <laughs> the first movie. But yeah. then like all of the original sequences are so zany and over the top. And it, the infamous scene that you know of, if you, you know, garbage when I say day, garbage right. day, you'll know yeah, what I'm saying. Garbage day. Yeah. Uh, and he's like the main thing on Eric Freeman's Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 version is eyebrow acting. And Eric <laughs> Freeman Mystic Christmas is big eye acting. Ah, so if right. the two of them could merge together, we would have the perfect eyeball or like <laughs> above the nose Eric Freeman. So right. I don't know how we can make this happen, but we should. Uh. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, so the elves. All right. So we've got eyeball elf. We've got um, gay dessert hating but baker loving elf. Right. Mm-hmm. Who's very, cute. very uh, cute. And we get a B story romance, which is always fun. And in this mm-hmm. case, it's a gay romance, which is even better. Yeah. Uh, and then we have a. She doesn't really get to be sassy, but then there's also actual good marine biologist girl elf. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I wondered. She's an elf, right? They're all elves. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I wondered if Candace would would be like sassy sidekick because I liked how the first scene we get of her, I'm like, ooh, she's not wearing earrings, but she's got a really big Bluetooth in her ear. Does that count as an earring? <laughs> Close um, enough. I don't. Yeah, I guess, but it's <sighs> to me, it's just like earrings are something that you put on to make yourself feel pretty, and a Bluetooth headset is not that. <laughs> That's fair. That's very fair. Yeah. Um, and Candace is probably like the most like normal human being mm-hmm. in the movie for the most part. She's she's wonderfully normal, which is yeah, she's very good grounded because she needs to be the normal person against Juniper and Sawyer. So. Yes, yeah. Oh god. Like they're cute together and I like rooted for them in the movie, but also I'm imagining like a couple years down the line when they're throwing like the baby shower or they're doing up like they're also probably exhausting to have as your in-laws right (laughs) not necessarily because again they're both mollusks so yeah Yeah, they're just going to be at home reading books separately (laughs) they're not going to be doing that social butterfly stuff okay i just but i feel like they're gonna like end up hosting and that's when it's going to be a disaster yeah, that's because they don't yeah. want to be hosts. That's why. Yeah. yeah, but the town keeps making them do stuff, so they probably will have to. They're going to have to host the next flyer party. 
Well, she uh, was number very good at flyering. Apparently, apparently. Uh, number six, evil woman or the villain. Uh, evil boss. Just never. Uh, we don't have villains anymore. A seal earache. <laughs> that's, that's not an evil. The infection villain. in the seal. That's, you know, I think that's the best we're going to get. I, I like that, Dave. We're not getting it. It's these movies don't have villains anymore, and it makes me very sad. And it's. Yeah. I mean, they've improved in a lot of ways, but I miss that bite. I really do. Yeah. All right. Now, montages. Yes. The one in the bookstore when they're running around. Finally, the yeah. bookstore ever. It's like, how did they not run into each other? <laughs> well, they danced. They didn't run. They were dancing. Yeah, yeah they were dancing. Magically, too. don't bump into people when you dance in a bookstore. Ah, I That's see. how it is, you know. Yeah. Uh, I was a little mad because I felt like there was so much opportunity for like cute marine animal montage Mm -hmm. and this movie kept doing this something these movies are doing they keep teasing us it's like music starts and there's a shot of something you're like oh seal montage and instead it's like no now people are talking like i don't need that just give me cute (laughs) images really yeah we didn't get that many seals no all in all we could have had more seals Mm -hmm. but that's true of like citizen kane too needed more seals yeah. Number Especially eight? during the applause scene. Oh god, I love when seals <laughs> like I t- to me there is nothing better than like if you go to a zoo or you know that kind of like animal preserve and they have the seal shows because like they always do right in the middle of the right. of the facility. There's the like okay at two o'clock and four o'clock we feed them, and then like the life of a seal or a sea lion, like it's just you you get to swim. You have a big. It looks always looks like they're smiling because the way their mouths are, it's like their their <laughs> lips go up. So you just see them like swimming and eating fish and smiling, and then they'll do a trick, and that just seems like a good life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and with that, you would think there'd be more slapstick, but I don't know that I clocked any. I don't mm. recall any slapstick yeah. whatsoever, and yeah, I've watched like this movie three times. So yeah. cringe, kind of awkward, kind of stuff, but not yeah. really any slapstick. Yeah, which I guess for some people is probably far worse than slapstick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, number nine, our sage old person. Nope. Mm, there's older really. people, but they weren't that sage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the like, there's a mo- there's that the scene we talked about earlier. The when she calls her mom and then calls her dad, and again, like they're old, but like they're hot. Like they're both yeah. like living their yeah. lives. He's hiking up a mountain. Like the mom's like in a bikini on the boat, and they kind of give. It, they both give advice, do they not? Yeah. Because I think the the yeah. mom is basically saying like, no, don't give something up for a guy, and then the dad's like, yeah, go for it. So it's. Confusing <laughs> advice, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, which and leaves it up to her, which is good, I suppose. Her so maybe choice. they were very sage, yeah, because they also communicate with each other, right? Because she hangs up with her mom, and then the dad calls, and he's like, "Oh, your mom told me you needed me." So right. that's nice that the divorced parents are working together. Yeah, what, what a well, nice they, little world this is. It uh-huh. is. I mean, they they just didn't work well as a couple, but they seem to work well as friends. Yeah, and right. as parents, which is important. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Santa Claus. Couldn't no give Santa me a seal wearing a Santa hat. Come on. That would have been no cute. Santa. Right? Yeah, no Santa at all. No, no. Like, not, not even a mention of Santa. Not like a, mm-hmm. oh, here's how Mystic does Santa Claus. No, nothing. Just kind of a little Dick Gitsian kind of Christmas scene with the Victorian clothing, but no Santa. 
no Santa. Father Christmas, nothing like that. <sighs> it's yeah. I mean, again, I'm used to it. I don't think I've had like real Santa in any movie this year, but mm-hmm. it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. <laughs> now the bonus round where we go into the extras, starting with the music and just how Oof. much public domain holiday songs did we get? It was like wall to wall. There's a lot of it. It's, it's mm-hmm. always wall to wall. It's always pretty much. I will say this movie used a song that I never hear used in these movies. And for me, it's a song I love because every time I hear it, my memory goes to my favorite Christmas like media of all time, which is the Muppet Family Christmas. Mm. When they're doing the caroling and the count starts singing, I saw three ships on Christmas Day in the morning. And ne- you never hear that in these movies. And they play this at the boat parade, which makes sense. Yep. It's perfect. And yeah. that's a song that I love as well. It's very jaunty. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is jaunty. Yeah. I love a good jaunty song. It's like a Christmas other- shanty. It is, and it works because they're on a boat. Yes. Um, there's the other aspect of music for these movies is the Christmas word salad, where it's songs that you've never heard that sound like pop songs mm. but aren't pop songs. Uh, and I thought there were a few here, but I also don't know modern music, so for all I know, they're real songs, but I don't think they were. Uh, they also, let's see, I didn't, there's uh, the, well, the bookstore song was not like Deck the Halls. It was something about Christmas being back again. Uh, when they release Peppermint into the ocean, there's a song about miracles. Mm-hmm. All The only words I wrote down were miracles. And I think <laughs> this might have been the, the credit song was a Honey, I'm Home for Christmas, which is another song I've never heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they're I, real songs or not. So you know, It reminds me of this more contemporary band called the Rosebuds, and they just make Christmas music. And like it, this, and where it, they just put words yeah. together? Yeah, a little bit of that. And it's kind of jaunty and just kind of slick. And yeah, it, there's so, a market for it, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think two. they have a song about Christmas in New York and stuff, but not that like, like a cover of the actual Christmas in New York, but their own <laughs> they could afford it. Yeah. Christmas in New York. Nice, yeah. nice. Uh, number two, secret family recipe or needlessly complicated holiday cocktails. Um, I think there's one. Did anybody catch anything? Yeah. Weren't they mulling wine or something like that? No. They what was it were. they were doing? Um, there was Might the whole been. thing where they were doing the dipping of the cookies and then sprinkling, putting sprinkles right. on them. I really forgot about Chloe that. Was but yes, doing they that were. with Louisa. Mm-hmm. And uh, who is adorable? By the yes. way, well, well, yep. well, she's coming up soon, but we'll get <laughs> yep. to her soon. Jumping ahead to my cloying child. <laughs> sorry, but there was sorry. one more. There was one more Christmas recipe. Was it one of the pastries? No, although there were a I lot of pastries. Oh, there were, you're right. There was. There was a chestnut pastry, which yes, yeah. I try. It's uh, like a more sweet or more savory than sweet savory kind than of sweet. person. Uh, yeah. Why not? <laughs> that scene what uh mm. okay what's the other thing you know mystic for pizza exactly ah, and we had a christmas pizza, pizza. i was oh, trying yeah. to figure out what this christmas pizza was i'm like is Did it just it like spinach on it it looked like it was just red sauce and spinach and like yeah. is it pesto and like it would make sense if it was i thought like pesto marinara would be a good combo um but it's i think a it weird just combination like the yeah. what the spinach it, it was it, it was the perfect um perfect portions of spinach sauce and cheese. Apparently. I didn't catch the sausage, but now I'm hungry. No, sauce. 
Not oh, sausage. oh, right, right. <laughs> well, it and probably would have been better if they added egg. sausage to it. Now, now that yeah. we're saying that, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I love spinach, so spinach sauce and cheese sounds like a mm -hmm. dream pizza to me. <laughs> well, go to Mangoes and perhaps on a night when uh, what's his name is not working, and you'll give it a try. Yeah. Let's see. Small business in danger. The pizza place seems to be doing fine. Yeah, yeah they're doing great. Yeah, they're thriving. They're living their life. There's a seal um, in danger. There is a seal in danger. Yeah. She's, Although she's not a small business, guys. No. Well, well I mean, I'm sure she brought in well, quite a crowd. Yeah. So. The aquarium <laughs> deals with it, yeah. so it's yeah. kind of related. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that flows into product placement because anything specific here? I think there's something. But <laughs> I'd like to hear your thoughts. Is 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 it Mystic? <laughs> yeah. They're like really working up. Like, I wonder if the town of Mystic, like, gave some kind of donation because I feel like they really work to make Mystic it's it's funny because you have obviously some of these movies are very much like New York or Christmas in Nashville or something very specific and some of them are always like very vague about it but this is very deliberately Mystic they filmed in Mystic um, and they're using I mean the Mystic Aquarium is a real place and I, I'm, I guess they filmed it inside of there I don't know but they are doing everything they can to make Mystic seem like the kind of place where if you show up to that town and walk into that bakery, you are going to meet somebody that, you know, will take care of you and bring you a peacoat or something. Yeah. <laughs> One can only hope. Exactly. And a bunch of stack of flyers to you and have the yes. handed it out. That, that is the price you pay. Yeah. Right? You like, don't give up your soul, but you are going to have to spend 90% of your time putting flyers around town. Yes. You're going to have to come to all of these meetings and you're going to have to take minutes as well. And <laughs> yes, you you're going to be on the town council. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you better do five. the holiday trivia too. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Although I guess it's one of those things where like you almost don't want to do that well in. Or at least right. I felt like, you know, like you don't want to be the smartest person in town right away because that wow. that puts a mark on your back, I think. That's true. Because then they're going to make you also like be the town surgeon and suddenly you have to like figure out the budget <laughs> and do everything. I'm telling you, they are finding ways to take advantage of, of these mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. Always. Yeah. Okay. We're up to it. What is normally the cloying child? And I thought at first, I'm like, ah, here we go. She's got a kid. That's not good. But this kid was kind of charming. Yes, she was very much so. Very charming, and she, <laughs> she's she was just so. I mean, if I wish I could have been like that when I was her age, and just you know comfortable in being that introvert, <laughs> but I wasn't. <laughs> and she was just kind of like, yeah, I know what I am, and uh, and and I loved the argument she would have with her mom, where she'd say, "You are nothing. I'm nothing like yeah. you. You're nothing like me." Because I know what that feels like. <laughs> I mean, my dad was an introvert, but um, that he was from that generation where you didn't talk about your feelings right. ever. Yeah. You didn't yeah. show your feelings ever and he wasn't you know fully immersed in that but he was actually a very emotional man and he was actually he was he could be very very quiet and we had this quiet understanding where we didn't mm. really need to say certain things we just knew mm -hmm. because, you know I'm my father's daughter in that way but um but yeah this this little girl 
I think my favorite thing that she does is when she decides she's going to recite this poem and then she's terrified to do it. And then she does it and she messes up once she loses her place because she memorized it. And then she finishes it really fast. Like a kid would It's like, Oh yes, I remember the rest of it. And then she goes up to her mom and says, I was just okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. So excited that she was just okay. Yeah. My favorite bit was when she heard like her response to the tradition of giving each other books. And she's like, mm. this is the best the thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As a as a former very I mean, still, but as a very nerdy book bookish child, mm -hmm. that was like a very cute like, oh, yeah, that would have been exciting to me. And even the the way um that Juniper immediately bonds with her walking in and being like, oh, you're reading this book. I know this book. I love this book. Like, because I think that's very much like how I often like relate to a lot of kids. It's just, oh, you like this thing that I like. Cool. We can talk about it. Right. And I thought like their, their interactions and it's like credit to both the kid actor, the director and the adult actor of like, everybody acts well with that kid. And that is not an easy thing to do for anybody because there is always work a different type of work that you have to do yeah it was like she was a tiny adult yeah she was just yeah. really good at everything she was mm -hmm. given to do yeah let's see number six is finding the perfect tree we don't have trees mm -mm. as a plot point in the movie no. uh be because there is a line that sawyer says any town can have a tree what, what does mystic have instead they don't decorate trees. They decorate. <laughs> this is I, I don't know how to do hand motions of boats, but boats. Yeah, ships. boats. yeah. instead it's boats. Oh yeah, they're they're parade, they're ship parade. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So Boat sometimes like, I feel like, oh. is this the second time this year that they've it is, because on the um the very southern Christmas, which was set in Louisiana in the bayou, like same thing. Like they don't have they don't talk about trees. They're like, we don't have trees, we have boats the theme different themes this year emerging we've got weird yeah men making sacrifices for women and boats actually mm -hmm. southern families christmas was last year it was last year but i i covered yeah. it this year that's why. yeah oh, oh that's well, right. there you go that you episode go. will come out before this one <laughs> but it has been recorded but it has not been released that's why i'm in a time loop myself i don't oh, know what day goodness. it is things get very chaotic of, coming soon very um, southern christmas the episode you just did when you were wondering about Donder and Donner? Yes! Oh my god! I, I I went to bed forgetting about it, and then three days later I woke up remembering and then kept forgetting, and I know it's going to keep haunting me. Please give me the answer. Donder is German for thunder. That's why it's with Blitzen for lightning. Mm. Thunder and lightning. Mm. It's just uh, over time the D kind of dropped off, and so everybody <sighs> says you know, it's Donner and Blitzen, but it was originally <sighs> Donder and Blitzen. Thunder and lightning. Oh, thunder and lightning. Isn't that? I just call them thunder and lightning. That's so cool. Yep. <laughs> Fascinating. Okay. Wow. Yeah. All my life, all everybody's life, we have all been saying it wrong, but it's acceptable yeah, well, now. It's, yeah, it's acceptable because yeah, the D eventually yeah. dro dropped off and just yeah. people say Donner. Should it have? Should it have? Yeah, should it makes you wonder. That happen? Yeah. Exactly. Okay, Donder. From now on, I'm going to say it. It's <laughs> everybody's going to think I'm saying it wrong. It's it's. Mm -hmm. It's it's like saying the word F O R T E out loud. Oh, forte, right? yeah. Exactly. Oh, it's forte <laughs> if you're talking about music, very loud uh -huh. and strong. 
But if you're saying my F-O-R-T-E is identifying tropes in Christmas movies, technically it's pronounced fort. Oh. But if you were to say that out loud, you would sound like you didn't know how to use it. So I just hmm. never use that word out loud. I will write it, but I will never say it out loud. Because I don't yeah, want to say it wrong, but I also don't want people to think I'm an idiot. Yeah, I have the same uh, thing with the word reprise because it's spelled reprise, mm. but it's reprise. It's pronounced reprise, especially when you're talking about theater. But uh, yeah, mm. everybody says it wrong. And I just don't bother correcting people yep. because, you know, then I'll get an earful. Yeah. Instead, you're like, oh, you know, when they sing the uh, the kind of like the song that they sang earlier, but it's a shorter version, maybe in a, di a different key. Yeah. And then that's you know. kind of clear. Yeah. I, I always say reprise anyway, and usually I get this. Yes, I love that look. What? Yeah, that little like quick eye. Like, you don't know what you're did, saying? Yeah. Did she just say reprise? What? Mm -hmm. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I did. did I'm sorry, yeah. do you want me to repeat it? Oh, yeah. you know, I, I, I can't remember what it was. What was I watching? It was something. It was, and it was um, Lin Manuel, Lin Manuel Miranda. Um, and he said the word reprise correctly and mm. i'm like ah see see see, see? now <laughs> listen people he knows what he's talking about he's written two musicals yeah, tony's tony's damn it yeah um, yes so yeah anyway <laughs> uh, 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 all right number seven is our empty coffee cup acting yeah empty cup acting in general yeah yeah and and again i think this could easily be solved by just put a, give him a weighted cup or yeah put just water in know, it or something water Put water yeah. in it. Why not? not uh, I was confused when um, something else that keeps coming up is like using plastic or using disposable things when you shouldn't be when you're at home. Right. And because another movie, it might have been Southern Family Christmas. There's like the guy like comes into her house. He's like, oh, I just made my grandmother's coffee, but he's got takeout cups. I'm like, do you keep those in your house to bring the people? That's weird. And in this one, too, they're eating pizza in the... Uh, like little I guess like guest house that Juniper is staying in and Sawyer brings over pizza and they're sitting there and they're drinking beer in plastic cups I'm like what does it how what does he have like a <laughs> they don't have a six pack in the, the fridge yeah like it's just like a really odd thing to do like you can't drink out of a can like or you can't pour it in a glass and wash the glass like you're just <laughs> using plastic willy you're a marine biologist you should not be just abusing plastic like that that's gonna get stuck on a turtle yeah, plastic yeah. straws all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, we don't decorate our tree with garland. We use plastic straws and the <laughs> and the the, the six pack can plastic rings. Oh, no, yeah. we don't cut them because instead we loop them over the branches. Like that's what mm -hmm. it felt like. <laughs> Make yeah. snowflakes out of them. Irresponsible. Irresponsible. Yeah. Very irresponsible. Number eight. Actors trying hard not to eat food on camera or drink. I'd say the Opposite, so much eating on there's camera. So much eating this in this movie. Chandler Massey has just an insatiable appetite for food yes. in this movie. <laughs> yes. Every time he's like, "Yeah, pizza," and he's sitting there eating it, and I'm like, "How do you keep your figure, young man?" Oh, <laughs> oh! It's like the pastry, the pizza, the cookies. It's like yeah. everybody's eating Every always in this movie. He's going for it. I, I am not used to seeing that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I did. I wrote in caps. He eats the chestnut croissant in all caps because he actually eats it. Yep. And I was that shop shocked by that. Well, and then she the was, that she I, wrote, was, I think the actor is hungry. Yeah, she was eating pizza too in that scene yeah. where they were first eating pizza. And I also was paying attention to how she was would be wiping her fingers on the napkin after each bite. And I'm like, oh, I do that too. 
<laughs> I, you know, I went, I've gone through phases of that where like, I used to sit there and eat pizza and go through like 12, like a pile of napkins. And then there was a period of time where I really thought like, I'm being wasteful. Why do I need to use a napkin while I'm eating? The only thing, other thing I'm touching is my glass. So maybe it's fine. Like I'll just, you know, I don't need to have clean hands to do the, to just keep eating pizza. And I remember trying that for like, I don't know, maybe a month and realizing how gross, like <laughs> I couldn't vent, like the glass just like would stick to my hand if I didn't wipe it. So mm -hmm. yeah, no, she's doing it right. That's the yes. way you should do it. Yes. Yeah. I liked that. <sighs> Number nine is our Canadianisms or obvious tell the movie was not filmed on location. Um, but no, they're in Mystic. There was one particular bit while they were in the car. And I think it was Sawyer that said something that just sounded so Canadian. I, I don't remember exactly Canadian. what the phrase was, but it was just something so casual that it was like, no, it was, it was sounds... actually, I can't remember what it was, but know. it was, he was saying an actual, he said, or was it Juniper? She was saying a, a Canadian is, and she actually said, there's this old mm. Canadian proverb or something like that right. that goes like this. And right. Cause she's got all those like international Christmas facts. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, Oh, calling it out, even though you're not in Canada. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're both, I was wrong. They're both American. She was um, from right. Illinois or Indiana. He is from Georgia. So no, yes. I got a reference to Canada, just not a Canadianism. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, now, number 10, the warm weather watch. Uh, again, they filmed in Mystic. I don't think they filmed in winter in Mystic. No. Although, again, it's been like, I don't know what the temperature was today, but I I have my like fall coat and then my winter coat. And I have not touched my winter coat yet. And, and I am in New York and it is December 15th, 14th, right. whatever it's day the, it is. So yeah, we haven't knows? seen much snow here either yeah um, i guess the, the world is changing and perhaps you 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 know can stand outside all evening at a boat parade uh without gloves and be fine yeah that no. beach looked cold though mm -hmm. you would think me. it would be yeah yeah it's probably just the wind coming off the ocean is like eh, brr. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that that was actually my big clue that that probably wasn't filmed during the holiday season or during a winter season because otherwise that wind from the ocean yeah. would just be freezing them mm -hmm. they would be just yeah <laughs> shivering and if we're talking i mean mystic Connecticut is the atlantic uh i mean i grew up on long island so it was the same beach water that i was swimming in and it really is like i my whole life, like I went to like we we have pretty rough waters there, but I would always go to the beach. It would it would be cold, or I wouldn't notice, and I didn't notice it until like as a grown up, being in my thirties, going to the south and going in the water with people from the south, and going in like we were in Florida in May, and the water still wasn't like really like warm, but it was Florida in May, and I was with my in laws who were all from Kentucky, and they're like, "Oh, it's so cold," and I'm like this is cold and then i went back the next summer i went to the beach in long island and went swimming i was like oh my god yeah this is like 40 degrees this is freezing so there is a difference and yes that beach would have been very cold in december yes mm -hmm. uh old people aggressively matchmaking our leads no yeah no, no. no. I, I feel like the town is very ambivalent to whether these two actually get together yeah. <laughs> like other people yeah, are invested in other couples but with these two they're i think everybody's like i don't know they're kind of both hot messes yeah it's like more involved in assigning them chores than yeah. actually getting them 
you know, romantically involved. And there's an aspect of like, well, look, if these two are like really in love, they're going to try to flyer together when they're more effective if they flyer separately because they <laughs> can cover right. more ground. Mm -hmm. So maybe there's that too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and if they're canoodling, that's less time they can be flyering. Yeah. 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 You, you got to think of it in terms of yeah. what are the priorities of this town and it is <laughs> in covering it in plastic and paper and that paper. is going to eventually <laughs> blow off that board and also do harm to the environment. So yeah. Mystic Connecticut, paper or plastic? <laughs> I <laughs> the, did, the I, dump. The... I, Mystic I Connecticut, we hate recycling. <laughs> <laughs> I did think it was funny that she puts it up with tape and he's like, oh, hell no, and pulls out a staple cut. <laughs> Just kind of both of which are terrible for the environment. So, yeah. yeah. All right, uh, we have come to number twelve, which is uh, my most exciting one now, which is the favorite fashion moment, and also gives us a chance to kind of dive into the fashion of this movie. Um, now, it's there's fashion here. We mentioned early on the color palette, not just of the poster. But of the peacoats, mm. it's very interesting <laughs> because we don't, we are doing greens and blues heavy throughout mm. this movie. Yes. And you don't uh, see that often. No. I know. And I love it. I love it. And I, because mm -hmm. it, it's just, yeah, peacoat brown, uh, peacoat tan, what? I don't care. Give me green. Give me blue. Well, Give and me she red. has, I think it's, um, it's Candace's peacoat in the beginning is this really beautiful like seafoam color mm -hmm. like it's not quite sage like it's got a little a little more pop and it's a really unusual color and i was like Ooh, i like that i like that peacoat yeah. it was it was very sort of marine oriented mm -hmm. yes which makes sense mm -hmm. and again like i think you know i i didn't i have no idea what the budget or the process of costume design for these movies are it's something i actually really like want to research for next time because it you really do see it and you notice it and there's there clearly was thought to okay we're doing a an aquarium christmas movie so you know what let's not use the red peacoats let's actually go with more marine colors um and there are so many peacoats again and again uh juniper is like a nomad right her whole thing is that she is constantly traveling constantly like never knows where she's going to be for more than a week and yet she goes on this trip and she has uh how many three different peacoats that she has because <laughs> she's got like a royal blue one she's got a green patterned one like a, it's a green kind of like not flannel but almost tartan style uh and then there's i think she has a and she has like a big like you know a blue kind of more like puffer jacket which makes sense for what you know her job is but like you need two peacoats on a, on a trip like no well see that's that's the funny thing because watch anything on television watch absolutely anything on television where someone is outside in a winter coat you will only ever see and it's a recurring character you will only ever see that person in that coat one time you will never yeah. see them in the same coat again i have been wearing the mm. same coat for like seven years now mm -hmm. yeah it's wild. Speaking it's really of wild. warm weather watch, it's weird here in Utah because it's a short snow jacket in the middle of December kind of thing. Oh, <laughs> we see a weird. lot of that. There's mm -hmm. very is few it, people wearing coats when they should be. Is it just like, are they all like big dudes with beards? Because I know a lot no. of big dudes with beards. Who no, do that. a lot of scrawny <laughs> people just going around with shorts and like not even long sleeves. 
and it'll be and, the middle of December. And sometimes flip-flops. I've seen that. Yep, I've sometimes flip-flops. I've seen people flip-flops. in flip-flops in a snowstorm. Yeah. Anything and very inconvenient and probably dangerous. <laughs> Definitely dangerous mm-hmm. and absolutely stupid. That too, yeah. Did you have any other like fashion moments that popped out? It's got to be that Victorian garb she's wearing. Yes. I think it's yeah. green also. Yep, and I think you're she right. just looked great, and it was a mm-hmm. pr- surprise. It's like, oh, okay, that's yeah, how she's cool. taking the Victorian look. I like, like a it. little masculine, a little like yeah. just a little androgynous, and yeah, yeah, I like seeing more of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it worked for me. Mm-hmm. And something else we off. get in this. That's right. oh, something else we get in this movie that we don't often get, but we're getting more of. We get a coda. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, we get a one year later. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Everybody's Crazy. happy. Yeah. yeah. Took yeah, that year, well, traveled the world, came back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was just such a surprise because that scene when they're sitting on the beach and they say at the same time, he says, I'm leaving. And she says, I'm staying. And yes. then they both look at each other, what? <laughs> yeah. And you're kind of like, oh, how how does this end then? And it ends that way. Yep. And it, mm-hmm. you know, it, I wonder, I haven't looked at the message board i don't look at the message words per se but usually i do try to look at the imdb reviews because sometimes they're very amusing uh and (laughs) people can get very angry and Mm. i did not get to check uh just how you know what is the overall rating for the movie uh i mean just skimming through 10 out of 10 8 out of 10 9 out of 10 6 out of 10 8 out of 10 uh generally it seems like people liked it um yeah, so I one of those things where you're like, oh, are people going to be mad that it doesn't end with the very traditional way? But it seems, for the most part, that people are not pissed off about that. So yeah. good on IMDb users for once to not be terrible. <laughs> yeah, don't uh, count on that happening ever again. <laughs> no, 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 no. <sighs> so overall, I think, I know we said it at the beginning, but it's always the question. Um do you recommend who do you recommend it to um is and is there anything more you want to say about it to somebody who maybe thinks they're not going to watch it or is debating um well i'll go first um since i just started talking sorry dave um, <laughs> no <go right> ahead. <laughs> this this movie is full of all of these little moments that taken separately don't really mean a lot but when you put when you string them all together in this movie it's giving you all of these little things about the characters and one of the things that i really loved it was it was probably one of my most favorite things is when um she's uh juniper sitting on the bench with oh my gosh i can't remember the one that's candace Please, um, Candace. No, Sawyer. The one that, it was one of the interns, right? One of the oh, Eric the, Freeman, the, big guy. Yeah. Eric Freeman, not from Silent Deadly. No, too. the gay, the gay one, the gay one, the, the gay Baker <laughs> boyfriend. Yes, the Baker's boyfriend to be. Yes, yep. Baker's boyfriend to be, and and she's, you know, he's talking about how he likes this Baker because the Baker keeps coming up to him and asking him questions about. It's like, okay, so what's the origin of hot chocolate? I know you know. And the only reason that he has all this knowledge is because he likes, I think the baker's name was Nick. He likes him 
but he doesn't like sweets, but he likes him. And so he just learned all this stuff about sweets so that they would have something to talk about. And it turns out, you know, they just liked each other anyway. But I loved how she was sitting on the bench, you know, like on one side and he was kind of sitting on the other. And when she, it's time for the hot gosh, she just pushes herself right over so that she's right next to him. It's like, oh, tell me everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just little moments like that just really made this. I always absolutely recommend this movie pretty much to anyone who wants a sweet Christmas movie that isn't full of your typical tropes. Mm -hmm. So I, I think this was probably the least heavily troped movie that I've watched from Hallmark so far. Um, with the exception of three wise men and a baby, because that was also very, that, that follows its own rule book. Very it, much. Does, yeah. it, it is. It is. And, uh, I don't know if listeners know this, but there was an extended version that was released. I saw that that popped up on Peacock. Did you watch it? Oh, and I what, did. And I mean, I, is it like the dip yeah. shot? Like, what did they cut <laughs> from? No, 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 no. It was just it was just certain things that they didn't have time for. And I know, mm. I know that the actual script they had to cut a lot from the script even before they started filming. Because um, Paul Campbell and Kimberly Sustad are very good at what they do, but they also, you know, they want to put all of these moments in and they just didn't have time for all of that. Okay. And so they put in, I think, about 13 minutes of stuff. And I feel like it actually informed the characters more and added a lot to the understanding of why certain people acted the way that they did, especially mm -hmm. Taylor. And... Uh, and I really actually enjoyed that so much more by having I, I that. I might check it out. I, I think that's the first time I've ever seen Hallmark do that because these movies are typically so tight. I mean, they, I think it's 14 day. No, it's, I think it used to be 16. I think it's a 14 day shoot on average for these movies. Yep. Pretty so much. I can't imagine much ends up on the cutting room floor because they just don't have time for it. Mm. Uh, they have, to, I mean, that's why sometimes the ADR is so bad mm. or scenes just don't quite flow the way they should because they clearly just had to make it work without doing a reshoot or taking any time to, oh, to yeah. fix it um so it's very unusual to do that again that being said i think there is a difference and you might know just from having maybe more like behind the scenes knowledge there does seem to be a difference between something that either is acquired or some of the like the movies that star the people that you definitely have, haven't heard of versus this or A Merry Scottish Christmas, like the ones that like Lacey Chabert is in or some of the, the heavy hitters where they seem where you're like, oh, no, they definitely filmed on location or they definitely brought in somebody to choreograph this scene. Mm -hmm. um, and so as much as the like, you know, they're, they're filmed quickly, they're filmed efficiently. I wonder sometimes if something like that, where it was like a Hallmark family everybody in that movie and three wise men and a baby have done so many of these movies and are such like hallmark names that maybe they gave them a little more room um to play with but i wonder i might, I might check that out just because i'm so intrigued to see that it's not yeah. something you normally get it it's true and uh i was just i know that there were a lot of things they were just gutted about that they couldn't put in Interesting. so um okay but uh yeah i would definitely recommend that extended version yep. so Dave, how are you? Who would you recommend Mystic Christmas to? Uh, if you want to like 
pack in a bunch of Christmas movies in one, this is the way to do it. Because <laughs> mm. you get so many little sub stories and you know subplots and dealing with the supporting cast plus like the leading cast. There's a lot stuffed in here and you get children and animals which is usually what you know directors <laughs> say you should never work with but they both are done pretty well so you get a lot if you're an introvert maybe you'll uh, identify with the lead and it's just charming and yeah. has some surprises it's not your typical kind of hallmark especially the more classical home hallmark uh, christmas movies it's uh it's different yeah i i really enjoyed it um i think again the leads are great i think jesse shram is very funny and has very good timing the chemistry is there uh it it is refreshing in how adults and it's i mean it's it's goofy and all that but how kind of mature it is approached in terms of a relationship and how these two people like the decisions they should make it doesn't feel like they made them based on a Hallmark movie. It feels like they these characters made decisions based on what they should do in life, which I was very refreshing. And also there's like, there's one, I forget what scene it is, but like there's a, which I think every scene should do this where like there's a character having a conversation on the phone and it's a serious conversation and behind them, people are training a seal and the seal <laughs> is doing things and they're rewarding the seal for doing that. And boy, did that make me happy? And also there's a lot of peacoats and they they look mm-hmm. very good. So yeah there's there's a lot to really like here and i am very glad you picked it so thank you both yes uh now this this ends our current christmas journey here now tell everybody where else they can find you both during the season and off season i know a lot of your stuff is off season right now but can they go back and (laughs) dig up dig it up and you know it's everyday christmas in podcast world in the dark corners of the internet uh yeah together we uh, record the dark corner podcast it's uh two goths talking about geeky things uh mostly we've been discussing the tarot uh we've cool. covered all the major arcana we're about to get into the suits and that's when we went on hiatus uh i'm Apart from that, I have a SoundCloud page under DJ Evil Dave. I've been doing monthly playlists. Right now, there's one based on Marvel characters. There's songs that share a name with Marvel characters, and some of them are ones you might not expect. Hmm. Um, There's a lot from a band called Bullets for Breakfast. They would take, well, hip-hop using the themes the Avengers themes from the 60s from the television shows like Tony Stark and Thor and Hulk so it's kind of fun to hear what they did and I've got a spy one planned for January and then February is electronic body music day so if you're into stuff like Front 2 for 2 and Nitsereb I'll be uh, compiling something for that I believe you when you say these are real things (laughs) these are real things uh I believe February twenty fourth is World ABM Day because of two four two, and that's how they do it in Europe. Is the dates are different? The day comes before the month, so two four two is the twenty fourth of February. I am so not cool. <laughs> this all sounds like a different language, but I I fully it buy does. it. Very, oh yeah, very neat, very neat. Uh, Brandy, how about you? 
Um, yeah, all my stuff's on hiatus too. It's basically all Star Trek. So. Yeah, lots of Star Trek. So, cool. much, so much Star Trek. Um, that I've heard of. That I know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's the Vedic Assembly, which is about Deep Space Nine that I do with my friend Nick. Um, wow. We really haven't done that in a very long time. Um, he got busy. I was busy taking care of my mom. And we just haven't gotten back to it. Oh, shameful. Oh, and, the internet uh, is forever. So if the episodes yes. are there, then people can still find them. They are. They are. And uh, then there's also... Um, what the future holds which is about star trek discovery and we will of course be covering the final season of star trek discovery i'm still upset about yep. that um this coming year i think april is what they have uh teased is that when that will be dropping so um there will be new episodes of that coming and uh, then also boldly go which is my star trek strange new worlds podcast which i am currently doing alone um and trying to get guest hosts because uh my co-host Suzanne, um, her health will not permit her to continue uh, recording podcasts, and I really miss her. <laughs> I miss her a lot, and so I had to cover season two with a bunch of uh, a bunch of guests, which was great. I met a lot of great people, thanks to um, a friend, uh, Ashley. You know who you are. And uh, I'm still looking for a more permanent co-host, but it's got to be a lady or a, an, a person who identifies as a lady because we have to be the women. Yep. And uh, everyone who has seen the episode, The Cage, um, which is how <laughs> we found out about Captain Christopher Pike, you will know what I mean. Yeah, it's a, a strange line from Spock from an episode where he was a bit more emotional than you normally see him. Yeah, uh, this this was the yeah. early spot. This was actually the yep. original, uh, the original, tra um, not trailer, original pilot, uh, pilot? episode. And yep. after previewing it to audiences, they basically gutted everything but Spock and the ship. So, fascinating. <laughs> yes, fascinating. the women. Yeah, my uh, my Star Trek knowledge, I I appreciate it. Uh, it stopped around, I still haven't seen the last movie or two. No. Yeah. I only saw the first of the new movies. I haven't watched any of the new shows. Um, Next Generation was probably the last, primary last thing I watched. Uh, a little bit of Voyager here and there when I was young, but it's just one of those things. It's, there's so much of it. So it's just so daunting. Yeah. So I, yeah. and I think it's great that there's so much of it. And I, you know, every fan, I have a lot of friends who are big fans of it. And any worse. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yes, huge. And I'm so happy for them. Like, it's the same way I look at, in some ways, the Marvel stuff. Like, yeah, it's not mm -hmm. for me anymore, especially anymore. But, like, it's fine. Keep keep making the stuff if people like it, as long as it's not taking too many resources away from other things that could be done. Um, but, yeah, it just seems so daunting to be like, yeah, I'm going to start Star Trek and you know, die before I finish any of it. <laughs> well, here's here's the thing, okay? Let, let me Let me lighten your burden all right because new star trek doesn't have 26 episodes a season <laughs> uh, that's true that's true yeah. so it's a lot more manageable right also mm -hmm. it's a lot more modern and mm -hmm. it's uh, it's interesting the variety of stories that are being told with the different series and yep. uh i just can't recommend it enough except you know paramounts are a bunch of assholes because they they got rid of prodigy which was mm -hmm. their their one uh well it was it was sort of geared towards children but not in a way that is annoying like yeah, it didn't I talk really, down to them 
Mm. I really love that show. And thankfully, it found a home on Netflix. Okay. Yeah, Paramount cut. That was that kind of massacre they were doing on their original programming. Yeah. It's yeah, that's the way of the world now. If you if you love something, get it on physical if you can. You usually can't for Hallmark movies, but. Well, you sometimes can, but it's like two or three years after the Yeah, fact. well, I don't know if they even do it anymore. I mean, you used they to, do. like, yeah. go to any they bargain do. bin and you would pull out, you know, a 10-pack of Hallmark movies for three bucks. Like, every Christmas Shoes movie in one place. But I, people don't buy DVDs anymore, so I, I can't imagine that. That's also a dying world, but I don't not think that we will anymore. ever lack I, I that's Hallmark the thing. content. I don't think, I think it, it is a dying world anymore because people are now understanding mm-hmm. that something on streaming may get pulled because yeah. all of these streaming yeah. services had no idea how to run a streaming service. Yes. They well, because there was no template. Yeah. Yeah. You just it's you're throwing like anything. your head in the ring yep. and and you just think, oh, well, we're just going to continue to get subscribers out year after year after year no eventually it's gonna no. level out you numb nuts especially when every day you turn around and there's a new channel there was mm-hmm. i know there's a show that people love is it called from i think is that it there's some kind of like dystopian action show mm. with uh, harold perrineau is in it and it, people have told me about it multiple people have said oh you'd really like it you should watch it i'm like oh yeah okay great where is it well the first season's on amazon okay that's fine i have that and then the new season is on mgm plus and i just said no thank you sir that is not a real thing i am going to hear no more of this that's yeah, bad enough they have a casino like come on you see like yeah, yeah what I, I, i'm sorry mgm plus like <laughs> next thing you know it's going to be like oh yeah you know the mar vista streaming channel although i yeah. have said that i would totally pay for a mar vista streaming channel <laughs> But you get the point. It's just too much. Yeah. Uh, and there's always too much holiday content, but that's okay because you get to pick and choose. And sometimes you find it a light like Mystic Christmas. Well, that's what they say about Star Trek now. There's so much of it that you can pick a series that's right for you. Like yeah. if you like kind of the more intrigue stuff, Deep Space Nine is there. You know, if there you, you want something humorous, there's your lower decks. So yeah, there's something for yeah, everybody it's, out there. It's like shopping down the Doritos aisle. There's always yeah. one. You know, oh, yeah, you like spicy, you like sweet. There's something yeah. for you. Cool Ranch. Yeah, always. I mean, everybody likes Cool Ranch in the end. All I right. All. Yeah. Well, we will put your infos on the show notes so everybody can follow you. And I know we're all in like a million different social places and none of us have oh, figured yeah. out exactly which one we're going forward <laughs> with. So I will get your info and we will put it on the show notes and mm. everybody else can have a Merry Mystic Christmas. Yay. Merry Mystic Christmas to you. Yes. Oh, 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 thank you. <laughs> oh, yay. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I do wish there were more seals. I won't lie. On the 12th day of Christmas, my best friend.